My name is Michael Markarian and my family business is a packaging company that serves top brands all over the world. There's no debate that some packaging is harming nature and polluting our cities and something needs to change. My goal is to show you that sustainable options exist and how you can implement them right now. This is the Sustainable Packaging Show. So how can you evaluate whether or not packaging is actually good for the planet? Welcome back to the Sustainable Packaging Show. It's a question that we not only get asked, but we also think about a lot ourselves. As a uh, podcast and as a duo, my man Luke here, we want to be thoughtful about these problems. We not only want to sell sustainable packaging that's good for the planet as a business, Contempo, but we also, the way that we determine what to develop is based on these conversations and thinking about what's actually good for the planet. So Luke, let's get ready to knock this one out of the park. Let's How are you doing? How are you doing today? Give me an update on your your personal life. Give oh man, we're the, doing great. The juicy details. <laughs> we're doing great. Ready to talk again here on the podcast. You know, we're getting back in the swing of things. You know, shaking the rust off the gears, but you know, two two and two weeks we're we're getting pretty consistent let's with get, it. Let's get moving. Let's get moving. So, it's one of the things that we talk about and we try to have these this is almost as I was thinking about this this morning. This podcast, in a way, is our think tank around what's good for the planet, and then from there we decide what to develop. And I think there's a lot of uh, packaging companies, and I don't blame them, but it's sort of out of necessity. They know sustainability is big in the world, and therefore they take what they make and then they try to put a sustainable spin on it, right? Versus we try to really think through the problem, be thoughtful about it be calculated about it, and then develop from there. So this podcast, I was just thinking, is, is kind of part of our R&D, right? As we talk things through and we want to have a conversation with all of you. So if you're watching on YouTube, please engage in the comments and let us know what you think about what we're talking about. So let's dive right in. Why don't I just kick you the question? You can talk and then we'll, we'll play off each other a little bit. Like, yeah. how, how can somebody who, they, I want sustainable packaging, I don't want to greenwash, I don't want to mislead consumers, I actually want what's best for the planet, but I don't know, there's so many factors, how do I wrap my my head around this? What would what would you say to someone who, who has that genuine perspective but genuinely doesn't know what to do? Yeah, I mean, first you kind of just, I feel like have to lay out what you have to present first. You can't just kind of pull stuff out of a hat and just say, oh, you could make this work, you could make this work potentially. It's kind of, you know, showing them the different options that they have available for whatever specific product they're trying to package. Mm -hmm. uh, and that can take many things into account, like specific materials. You know, if they are, you know, looking at different aspects like freshness, then you whittle down specific materials um, and can eliminate certain things. Um, to really dial in what you're what you're specifically trying to focus on. I think that's a great point. The product that you're packaging dictates a lot of this. You yeah. know, for for example, Contempo Specialty Packaging, which is the leader in the cannabis packaging space, which is probably where a lot of you guys know us from. We package a lot of flour, right? It's the number one selling category in the cannabis industry. And people who saw a hundred percent hemp packaging, hemp fiber packaging, said, Oh my gosh, I want hemp. And we're like, this just doesn't apply to flour because you got to keep the flour fresh. And unfortunately, we can do a hemp label to go around your airtight jar, but what you're packaging is a huge factor. And sometimes that limits the options. And it's really the requirements of the product being packaged. So that's number one. That can be limiting. It can be frustrating, right? People who really care about sustainability, you might not be able to go with 
the most sustainable option because of what you're packaging. But set that aside. Let's pick like let's pick a product that doesn't have huge requirements as it relates to moisture and oxygen barrier freshness. Um, what are some of the factors that go into uh, determining and evaluating? I want to give you, our audience, the power to think through and come up with your own opinions about what's good for the planet. So let's talk about some of those factors that make something sustainable or not. Yeah. And first thing I jump to immediately is end of life, um, considering you know where your packaging is going to end up after your consumer uses it. I feel like that's a, a huge huge thing to pay attention to because, you know, you don't want your brand floating around in a landfill, certainly. And, you know, 500 years later, they're still around, right? Yeah. And you don't want to see, you know, if you're using maybe like a plastic shopping bag, not that that's, you know, terrible. I know it's a widely used practice right now. You don't want, you know, your specific brand, like we don't want Contempo shopping bags floating around in the streets, certainly, especially, you know, since we have a huge focus on sustainability. Well, actually, plastic shopping bags are a horrible thing now based on the newest <laughs> Contempo innovation, which is a PAJ shopping bag. Yeah. It looks like plastic, performs like plastic. Get your sample by emailing wow at contempopackaging.com. That was pretty good, right? Absolutely. Pretty good segue. Great right. way to tie it in. So let's talk about end of life. Define end of life for the audience. What is that? I, I, I love that that term is begun, be, beginning to become more well-known, but let's let's define it, or at least how do you define it? Yeah, I mean, I think there's really three different ways that you can consider end of life. It's either you know recyclable, compostable, or landfilled, or actually the four, and then reusable, um, You know, being able to maybe wash or have a return program implemented. Um, you know, so you're not throwing out additional packaging. You're trying to reuse it and keep it in a kind of circular economy. Yeah, to me, end of life is one of the one of the pillars of someone who's thoughtful about sustainability, which is our mission, right? Bringing everyone up to speed so we can have thoughtful conversations about the best sustainable options. End of life means that we care to know what's actually happening, and I think that type of caring is something that can differentiate you as a, as a brand if you care to think through the end of life, moving away from the out of sight, out of mind mindset, right? Yeah. I put it in the trash, I put it in the bin, and who cares? End of life considers what's actually happening on, on the other side. So we've got end of life as a key factor. So something has a good end of life, does that make it fully sustainable, or are there some other factors we can think about? No, I mean, it, it's definitely not the main factor, I would say, but it's it's definitely a large portion along with, you know, the material that you select, those kind of being the two largest in my eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you can go into things like maybe manufacturing, like where, where you're making the product. Um, that's kind of a, you know, not as big as material and end of life, but it's definitely something that can still be considered. You know? I agree. I think that's the way that I see it is you can improve manufacturing. You can improve the location of manufacturing. You can open another plant somewhere else. You can improve how the product is manufactured. You could convert your manufacturing power to wind, right? You could, you could, you can improve how the product is manufactured. But as they say, I don't know if they say this, if this is a main, <laughs> mainstream term, but I think it's funny. You can't put lipstick on a pig, right? The pigs may be offended hearing this statement, but you can't put lipstick on a pig, meaning if a product is not sustainable, it's laughing off the camera. If a product's not sustainable, there's nothing else that you can really do to it. So end of life. Um, the material selection. I think a lot of that, another comment that we had in in a conversation we had earlier, which I think ties into this is you've got the waste crisis and then you have the climate crisis. You sort of have two things happening um, in tandem. And I think that can speak to 
whether or not something is sustainable is the question, what problem are you trying to solve? So can we solve both problems simultaneously? Should we really be focusing on the waste crisis um, as packagers because the climate crisis is so big and, you know, tons of CO2, it's sort of hard to wrap our heads around and maybe consumers will relate more to the waste crisis and therefore brands will win that are choosing to tackle the waste crisis. It's a really big question, probably a hard one to answer, but I'm going to ask you anyways because you're an intelligent gentleman. No, I mean, when it comes to thinking about the two, and, and we were just talking about this a couple minutes ago, so I'll bring up the example again. I feel as if material and, and trying to solve the waste crisis in general, or, I mean, it's a huge problem. Not, not one person alone can, can solve the issue, but, you know, I feel that customers really look at the packaging that these brands are utilizing, uh, whether or not they're caring about what they're putting their products in, uh, rather than, you know, focusing on, you know, different carbon emission savings that the product may have. While that's great, um, and I feel also very important, I was talking to Mike. Uh, we'll go back into the last episode where I was talking about a T-shirt that I recently purchased that was made out of yes. you know recycled bottles. Um, a huge portion of the marketing or advertising for that T-shirt was saying that it was made out of 4.8 bottles, I believe. Um, but the smaller portion was you know saying that it saves a certain amount of carbon emissions um, from making or from the manufacturing process of regular T-shirts. I jumped at the t-shirt because it was made out of plastic bottles, not necessarily because of the carbon emissions that were saved in the process. So I feel that, you know, directly applies to what we're talking about today. If a cannabis company is packaging their product, maybe in a not so sustainable package, maybe someone will, you know, opt for the one in a hundred percent hemp box. Right. And, and I think the material is we're not downplaying the importance of emissions and evaluating emissions and, and any of that, but we're saying from a, practical perspective of how do I how do I make sustainable packaging profitable because that's the ultimate question that brands are looking at right now I think that's really what gets in the way we need to think about what are consumers going to react to and I think the whole conversation of carbon and emissions you could have it seems like every every industry is making cases why theirs is best from a carbon perspective. And I think it's just confusing everyone. And you can look at like some people say plastic bags, single-use plastic bags are actually efficient to make from a carbon perspective. So I feel like while that's being sorted out and consumers are being educated, it's it's greatly confusing even to me, uh, you know, what's happening and how to think about it. But what I think consumers can understand is the material, is a brand who's thoughtful about uh, the actual material itself and where it's going, the end of life. Um, I think that's the winning. I think that's the winning recipe right now. I think that's what consumers are going to react to, and we have to get consumers engaged, excited about our sustainable packaging. They're going to choose sustainable packaging. I mean, even think about the example I used before, where it's like, if there's a, uh, you're in the grocery store and there's. Uh, uh, sweet potatoes that are packaged in a plastic clamshell, and you don't like that plastic clamshell. But they say, you know, this this clamshell has low carbon emissions, and I, I don't see that resonating. I think moving to a PLA uh, vac with a or some sort of more sustainable raw material is going to resonate far more. Um, this is just the way that I see it. Perhaps I'm wrong, and perhaps I'll I'll change my opinion with time. But anything to add? No, I mean, I just think 
the rise of, you know, eco-consciousness in the American consumer is getting, you know, greater as, you know, more studies and, and more education materials are available online. You know, everybody's on their phone. Everybody's seeing these problems, seeing the landfill issue. And I feel that they currently are, are looking for brands that are packaging their, their products more sustainably. They're paying attention to the materials, to the boxes, to the jars. Um, and, you know, not downplaying carbon emissions again, we will reach that point where the consumer is paying attention to, you know, the carbon statistics of their products. And there currently are people that do that, but I just feel we're at the level where material has taken over and people are really paying attention to that currently, but we'll reach that next step in a couple of years. Right. And I think there's also, I mean, I have skepticism around some of the carbon, you know, carbon neutral and it's like, okay, are you, behaving a certain way as a as a company or are you just writing a check to some company to get you know credits and offsets so i think there's like there's a lot of work that needs to be done there as far as um i think i just think it's confusing i don't know how else to say it from the perspective of the consumer there's skepticism around it versus the material is the material i think i think that's uh maybe the way to go so who knows we'll we'll see with time one of the things i want to talk about now is uh analysis paralysis, which is where I think we can go in this world of sustainability. Um, so we've talked about, again, back to the mission of this show, which is how can you evaluate whether or not packaging is actually good for the planet? How do you, how do you go about evaluating that? And there's many factors that we've seen with the, the material, and we've, we've listed a few, the end of life, the beginning of life. You can look at the carbon emissions. You can look at all these things. How does one avoid analysis paralysis because it seems like this is a game of trade-offs and pros and cons yeah i mean i think it's just coming down to i guess looking at what fits best with your brand um at the end of the day um so like a company that may be you know closer to the ocean and and tied to you know their brand the the ocean feeling maybe ocean bound plastic something like that could fit you know perfectly with their brand it's kind of you know, thinking of those synergies between materials, what your customers are, are looking at in terms of, you know, what really is sustainable and, and is the brand that I'm purchasing from truly sustainable and then, you know, making decisions based off of that. Right. What's reson- What's going to resonate with your consumer? And that's where we say like pursuing your passion from the last episode. What are you passionate about? What makes sense to you? Which, which of these problems do you want to tackle? Um, and I think that might change by the brand. Perhaps there's a brand where you really want to look strictly at emissions and that's what's going to resonate because that's what the brand's about. Or there's a brand where it's a hemp brand and you want to go with hemp because that and that also is great for emissions as well. So this is where we say there's – we try not to say right or wrong. The only wrong, the only enemy, as I say it, is misleading the consumer and greenwashing. Absolutely. That, that's the enemy. But beyond that – we want you guys to pursue your passion. Realize there are many paths to sustainability. Find the one that you believe in. Think it through. Be thoughtful about it. But there's it's hard to answer the question, what is the most sustainable package? That's I, I wanted to answer that question for a long time, and I'm coming to these conclusions around what is more sustainable versus, versus not. But it's hard to definitively say this is the most sustainable, perhaps because everyone's pitching why theirs, is, why theirs is the most sustainable, right? The plastic industry is pitching the benefits of recycling and the low-carbon emissions of some of their actual manufacturing. And the paper companies are saying this, and the aluminum companies are saying this, and the, um, 
the bioplastics companies are saying one thing, and then the plastics industry says, yeah, but you should be using that for food to feed the hunger and how horrible you are to use, you know. So it, it's it's kind of a no-win game in a way, but also it's a game that you can't lose unless you're trying to mislead the consumer. That That's my that's my advice or my take on it and, and where I'm leaning towards is pursue your passion, and it might change from brand to brand, and we should spend less time attacking people's sustainable stances that they're wrong and I'm right and more as long as it's not greenwashed and looking to mislead the consumer I think we need to embrace it what do you what do you think no and I think you know the message that we've been spreading across this podcast is you know progress not perfection I think we've said it you know dozens and dozens of times I'll say it dozens more because I think it's important because like you know no true sustainable package is available like no no package is fully 100% sustainable there isn't like the biodegradable mushroom package that will keep your flower fresh while also being child resistant with zero emissions produced five feet from the manufacturing location of the actual product exactly and it's just like you have to just take those those steps to you know you know finding finding your passion what what connects to your consumers what connects to your brand mission um there's there's multiple things to consider. What's going to keep your product fresh? Like the the more practical things versus you know the the larger things like what your consumers are thinking about uh, when they're you know looking at the products on the shelf, making a decision between several different brands. Um, and I think they truly appreciate just being thoughtful about you know the next step in your in your packaging portfolio. I think they will. I think thoughtfulness is where the consumer is going to go as they become more educated. Um, so I think that's the North star. If you're thoughtful and if you're not trying to mislead, I think that's where, I think that's where, where the brands are going to be that, that are successful in this game. And, um, and it's a fun game. It's a fun game to play. And it's a game that we want to, we want to lead and and be a part of. And I think the greenwashing brands will start to die down. And the ones that are thoughtful and transparent and honest about their take on their passion, their version of sustainability, are the ones that are going to win. And I think consumers will appreciate. They'll appreciate the diversity of perspectives. And look, you don't have to resonate to the whole world. Some people won't like the things that you're saying. They'll say, that's not the path. This is the path. But you don't need 100% of the market. You need a percent that's going to resonate with you. So these are some basic principles. So let's bring it down and conclude it here um, in the comments below, which is something that you prompted last time, and I liked it. Which sustainability factor or which 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 of these aspects is most important to you? Do you resonate with the material? Do you resonate with the end of life? Do you resonate? What's your number one? Do you have a number one? Do you resonate? Carbon emissions are my number one. Is the location of where the packaging is made important to you? We've talked to some people regarding life cycle assessments. It is a factor, but some would say it's a smaller factor and it would be better to choose a packaging with a great end of life and a great beginning of life. Even if you're, uh, I said the example and you said, what are you talking about? I texted Luke the other day. I said, picture if you had a soaps manufactured in France, would you rather have a plastic bag made in France to package those soaps or a hemp label, hundred percent hemp label by Contempo made in Providence that needs to make its way over to Marseille, France, where these <laughs> hypothetical soaps are made. So it's just an example of how to think about sustainability overall. So drop it in the comments below. What's your sustainable, which, which of these factors is most important to you? Luke, close us out. What else? Drop one last knowledge bomb to shake the world. One last knowledge bomb. I mean, again, I just think it really just takes 
some extra thought when you're sitting down to package. You can't just be mindless and just continue pumping out your regular stuff. It, it's a changing, changing world right now. And, you know, the, the packaging that's out there is definitely driving what gets purchased. Absolutely. And I think even more so as those sustainable packaging options are there, I think brands are maybe getting away with it now because there's not another option. And once those two brands are side by side, I think those brands are going to win. It's only a matter of time. It's not a matter of if. It's, it really is a matter of when. And we're going to keep being here promoting these ideas until the when happens. Okay? Thanks for watching the Sustainable Packaging Show podcast. You can reach out to us at contemplapackaging.com if you'd like to talk to us about sustainable packaging. But either way, we hope you enjoyed this episode and learned a couple things. And a reminder to be thoughtful in all your sustainable packaging endeavors and progress, not perfection. One more time. Take care, everyone. Thanks so much. Thanks for listening to the Sustainable Packaging Show. The time for greenwashing is over. If you're looking for sustainable packaging in the cannabis industry, email wow at